Philip I serving you with SFM 104 to 107. That's the brand new Con Morby uh, of the Parlotones in search of better days. Well, I think that's something everyone is feeling is how do we move forward into better days? Well, Isimangaliso in KwaZulu-Natal, the wetland park, is looking to create better days for the communities that surround the park as well. They're implementing a commercialization strategy Apparently, it's gaining momentum. How does this work when Isimangaliso is one of the largest protected areas in South Africa? It is, of course, a World Heritage Site. And uh, the question we have to ask is, do you and how do you commercialize the area whilst maintaining those issues of World Heritage, etc.? On the line with us, we've got Jabulani Ngumani. Executive Manager of Tourism and Business Development at the Ismangaliso Wetland Park. Jabulani, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Good morning, Michelle, and to your listeners, and thanks for having me. So let's crack right in. The Ismangaliso Wetland Park Authority have now advertised business opportunities to uh, businesses within the area as well as uh, further afield. How does this work with regards to a heritage site and a world heritage site as well? How are you aligning the two? I suppose one could say the not-for-profit and the profit. Thank you very much, uh, Michelle. Uh, firstly, um, as you know, I mean, we, we are a world heritage site, Setas, yeah. which was the first in, in, in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, but over and above that, we've got a trilateral arrangement with uh, Mozambique, Swaziland and South Africa. But how we do it, we, we do it systematically. We yeah. start with our integrated management plan, which sets out the current capacity of the park, what can be done, what cannot be done inside the park. We get that approved, we do the zonation. So we identified, carefully identifying areas where we can develop, yeah. what kind of activities are aligned and access, are acceptable within our, our, our space. After that, then we allow people to come and enjoy conservation because you, we conserve for people. You can't conserve and then people, you don't allow people to come and enjoy. Sure. So that's how we align it. So um, just Jabulani, when we look at it, I mean, you are looking at uh, the opportunities of tourism and the like. Describe to our listeners what kinds of opportunities are going to be available for businesses and particularly, I imagine, businesses who are within the area of the park, the wetland park, or certainly on its borders. Yes, thank you very much. Like you'll remember, on the 25th of March uh, this year, we went to Isabai with our investment summit. Yeah. We, we are doing it uh, in phases. Phase one, which is this year, we're just advertising product offering within the park, which is your open vehicles, Boat crews, scuba diving, snorkeling, guided walks, turtle tours, horse riding, fishing charter, trails, kayaking, canoeing, and whale watching. I mean, the list goes on. But next year, we are focusing on accommodation like the lodges, uh, the hotels, the campsites, the restaurants, yeah. uh, and so forth. So that's how we are packaging. We are starting with activities. But what we have done, all the lodges and the hotels that we'll be putting next year, we've already done the packaging. So what we're advertising now, it's surplus after we've packaged nicely uh, our, 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 like, for instance, if I can make an example with Cape Vidal. We packaged Cape Vidal very nicely with um, chalets, um, uh, campsites, retail, restaurants, 
charter fishing game drives and so that it becomes attractive to the investors. But this time around, we're starting with activities this year, and then next year we go a level upper. But this is happening under a very uh, good background and a backdrop where the WBAF, which is the Wealth Business Angel Investment Forum, proclaims KZN as the most investor-friendly destination of Africa. That happened on the 25th in Turkey, and and that is a, it helps as a springboard to us. Chablani, we do need to go into break, but when we come back from the break, uh, I suppose the question that many would be asking is, uh, how do you ensure that you have building and, uh, as you say, the hotel sector, the uh, in that particular investment area, but maintaining the ecosystem that is part of your mandate as well. We'll go to that straight after the break. 20 past 7, we're talking to Jabalani Ungabani, who is the Executive Manager of Tourism and Business Development at the Isimangaliso Wetland Park. As has been noted, it is a World Heritage Site. It's an extraordinary place to go to. And if you've never been to the Isimangaliso, uh, make the effort to go because it really does highlight the very best of what South Africa has to offer in terms of beauty and environment as well. Jabalani, we were talking about uh, the alignment of uh, creating tourism and business development, commercialization of certain areas. How do you protect the ecosystem? Are, are there certain areas that you're allowed to work in uh, and certain areas that are closed off? Yes, definitely. Maybe before that, I must uh, tell our listeners that uh, I'm a conservationist at the heart. Yeah. I was trained as a part of his conservation and I've got more than uh, two decades of yeah. uh, experience in conservation under my belt. So I, I've managed... So your heart, your heart is in the right place. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. But I've also studied tourism. So yeah. if we develop this park, we want to do it in such a way that is sustainable. Yeah. Like, for instance, we sensitive areas like the wetlands, we don't allow development in the wetlands. Yeah. We don't allow development that will in, have an, a direct impact to animals or ecosystem. So we we very, very, we put strict rules in place yes. just to make sure that does not happen because conservation is our mandate, um, also tourism as well, as well as uh, relationship yeah. with stakeholders. So we maintain a nice balance of that. But we want to make sure there is a part of the economy and there is yeah. um, people benefit, uh, communities around the park benefit to the, to the existence of this park so that we get support uh, from communities. So like, for instance, I'll make an example. If you, if, if, even if the area is zoned, we still need to do an environmental impact assessment yeah. just to make sure uh, that uh, you don't, your activities doesn't have an impact on the environment. And we don't allow certain activities in the park for the same reason, um, just to protect the environment we have. Because uh, we don't want activities that degrade environment, yeah. and we safeguard that. And we've got we employed a, a unit dedicated to make sure and and monitor that. Jablani, um, I want to get to the communities in a moment, but I want if you could. Maybe for our listeners, for those who've never been to Ismangalu, so you talk about the wetlands and about how those are areas which would be no-go zones. Describe that for our listeners. What what does it look like? What does it feel like? I mean, I know that, and, and I may be mistaken, but is it in the wetland areas where on the beaches you see the turtles going back into the sea in that kind of area? 
Yes, what is good about Usmali is that it is a place of many contrasts. Exactly. You, you know, we yeah. are blessed with diversity of uh, ecosystems here. Yeah? Uh, we've got wetlands, we've got the beach, we've got the bush, uh, we've got the mountains, we've got lakes. So, so what, what, and, and that wetland is, is the main reason of our existence. Yeah. You know, you've got uh, a system that stretches 220 kilometers from Mapella and to Kosi Bay, and 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 that sure. what is forms one of the universal values that we have at an international level. Yeah, uh, you, you know one of the requirements at an international level to become a world heritage society, you just need out of ten to get one. It's Mangali, so strike three out of ten. So you can see how rich the place is. But in terms of the turtles, this is as we speak. This is the turtle season, ah. uh, where they come and do their rituals. Yeah. I mean, after traveling all over the world to Canada, Australia, they use a natural GPS pinpointing <laughs> to go back where they were born, and 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 to witness this, to witness that is is, is out of this world. Your spirit will meet the spirit of yeah. the land. Oh, you, what what a gift to be able to see that again and again and again. I think you're very, very lucky with that, Jabulani. Um, if we talk about the communities, there's, there's been, and historically, there have been certain tensions with the communities uh, in the area of the, uh, of the Wetland Park, uh, some of it around fishing issues, fishing rights, etc. I imagine that this commercialization strategy may offer real opportunity for those communities as well. Tell us a bit about that. Definitely. Um, lucky enough, we have made uh, good progress with our communities and relations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we maybe if I can make reference to the fishermen, we we met them um, and now we meet with them in quarterly basis so that um, we address their issues. And I was very very encouraged when two months ago we sat in a board meeting and we invited them and they 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 confirm in terms of our relationships and and this commercialization is just exactly to unlock that potential and 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 manage it you know in a better space so that they can have space to to do their activities but of course manageable and with permits and um, and and while we make money as a small so but at the same time what is good is that the money that we'll make Certain percentage will go directly to communities, more especially the land claimants yeah. and other communities. Yeah. So, what's the way forward, Jabulani? Um, we already advertised. Um, the advert is out in our website, which is www.ismangaliso.com, and yeah. on the national treasure, we also advertise on newspapers. So, people can go there, look at the request for proposal that we've put through. We've also put a template for the Triple P agreement, and we, we, we put in place the email where they can ask questions if they're not clear um, on the website. So, yeah, um, the, the ball is on their court, and uh, I'm very, very encouraged with the level of interest that we've already received. Thank you. Brilliant. Jablani, in closing, uh, how's Ismangi Luguso's bookings looking for December? It's looking good. It's looking <laughs> good. Uh, I'm very, very excited. Uh, already, we're starting to be full um, ahead of uh, ahead of time, and and that is good. So yeah, yeah uh, people have already started to flock our beaches, but I, I cannot blame them. They are attracted <laughs> by the pristine beauty and 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 the whiteness of our sand and the safety that is here. So yeah, 
Uh, please, people must come and enjoy Ismangaliso and rewind. You make me feel completely envious. Jabulani Ngabani, thank you so much for joining us. He's the Executive Manager of Tourism and Business Development at the Ismangaliso Wetland Park. A very interesting process taking place. And I think uh, if we start to look at that as a possible public, private and third sector or civil society uh, engagement, we might start to see something really potent coming out of it as well.